From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 17 of the National Football League season, December 29th, 2019. Luke Morrow is with us from an undisclosed location. How are we? I'm doing well. How are you? I am fine. Um, you, you clearly have gone underground because you're nervous about how the Vikings are going to play today. Um, Versus the Bears, is that true? Is there some is, is there some uh, truth to that statement? Well, it doesn't even matter about today. Uh, none, most of the starters probably won't even be out there. More, I guess the the concern more so is for next week when they either have to travel to New Orleans or Seattle. Either way, after what you saw Monday night against the Packers, uh, I think there's little to be excited about at this point moving forward. Why are you so depressed? It was just another terrible performance right? in the big games. It's hard to rely on that team after what you saw on Monday Night Football to be able to go on the road, especially to a place like New Orleans. I think Vikings fans should be rooting for the Seahawks to win Sunday Night Football tonight so you can at least go to Seattle. I think that's your better chance. But to uh, have to go to New Orleans in the first round of the playoffs and play a really good Saints team, uh, it's hard to rely. As great of a year as Kirk has had, it's hard to rely on him and that team. Uh, when they continue to come up short in, in some of the biggest games over these last two years now. Which I completely agree with. But my my question is, you're going to get a healthier Dalvin Cook back next week. So in theory, you would be playing with um, the healthiest squad you've had in a couple weeks probably. So I would think your chances are a little better than maybe they were on Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's certainly the hope, and hopefully Adam Thielen as well will be 100% by then. But, um, and then the entire team changed Monday night. The entire offense shifted without Dalvin Cook. It's a big loss, but, you know, when you look at the numbers, he hasn't been as productive here in the second half of the season, and I think part of that, too, is normal wear and tear. He hasn't been able to finish a, a game in, uh, for the last five weeks now with uh, separate shoulder issues and the chest injury as well. Um, so he changes the entire offense. But, you know, after what you saw Monday night, and just the thought of having to go on the road. Like I said, you go to Seattle, it's not as bad, uh, especially in the, the state they're in. But to go to New Orleans, uh, the Saints, to me, are, are well, them and the Niners are probably the best teams in the NFC. So to head there, you know, first playoff game on the road in New Orleans will certainly be tough for, for a team that did not play well in Week 16, won't play their starters in Week 17, and will have to try to rebound on the road in the playoffs. Let's, let's do the sprint a little bit different this week because we've got – Two conferences, 64 scenarios in the NFC, 64 in the AFC per Scott Hansen for how these six seeds could, could, could play themselves out. Let's start with the Eagles, who clearly showed that they are the better team than the, than the Cowboys last week, except that this is the Philadelphia Eagles who have a propensity to putting up uh, horrible performances after a good performance. As uh, also simultaneously, you have Eli Manning's last game, and you know that the Giants want to send Eli out a winner, and you know that Eli Manning, that Daniel Jones would love to hand the ball to him for a kneel down, even if Eli would probably wave it off and say, "No, you finished the game because you earned it." This is a Giants team that's playing with a different kind of motivation than another non-playoff four and eleven team would be playing. Um, so, and then you have the Cowboys who are facing Washington with everything on the line, but they're inside, which is the best benefit that they have because this is not the best weather to be playing football if you are in Washington. So it's a really interesting game uh, situation for me in terms of 
how this both works, and I could see both teams losing and, and Philly getting in, and I could see the Cowboys playing with a renewed fire and the Giants, you know, making Philly look like what they potentially are and the Cowboys getting in. Yeah, I think the Eagles take care of business and get themselves in. Uh, both teams should certainly win, but it's interesting scenarios where for Philadelphia, you have to go on the road and outdoors and it's a team that with how banged up they've been and inconsistent they've been, it's hard to rely on them. Uh, week to week, and, and Pat Shermer in New York is, is probably coaching for his job today, so that adds some extra motivation along with whatever Eli stuff may be going on. But Daniel Jones has been playing really well, and the Eagles, we know that secondary is beat up and battered and haven't performed uh, well in the second half of the season other than against those lousy divisional teams. But Daniel Jones could have a good day at home uh, to wrap up the season and try to play for his coach because he's worked well in that offense. And the Cowboys, Redskins, uh, you know, the Cowboys are favored by almost two touchdowns. I think it's going to be a, a harder battle than that with the way Washington has played down the stretch. And they figured something out, taking more off the plate of Dwayne Haskins and Adrian Peterson has looked uh, reborn. Uh, and for the Cowboys, after what we saw last week, I mean, it's just hard to count on them. Guys quit on the team in Philadelphia in the biggest game of the year. Uh, Jason Garrett reports our win or lose today. He's still gone. So you have a coach who's on his way out. Uh, who knows if players uh, will even be fighting for uh, Jason Garrett or if they'd rather move on at this point after some who have spent numerous years there with them and, and don't have much to show for it. Uh, last week was just a, a, a debilitating loss for them. And Can they bounce back this week? Uh, you would like to think so. But again, just like the Eagles, I mean, there's nothing that Dallas has done this year that makes you believe they can put last week behind them and come out and, and play like they're capable. They've been underperforming all year. And at a certain point, instead of just blaming the coaches or blaming inconsistencies, uh, a team that's inconsistent, maybe they're just consistently bad. And I think that's where we're at with the Cowboys. Washington put up 35 points last week against the Giants, if not more. I think it was 35 in the end. Um, yeah, they've been playing well. Yeah, 35. So, I mean, this is, a, this is an offense that found the groove here. And that's dangerous if you're Dallas. All right, we have the Jets in Buffalo. Here's my opinion on, on the Jets. Le'Veon Bell says he wants to be here for the rebuild. I don't think he's here next year. I think they'll figure out some team that'll eat some of that money. You can't cut him. It's a, it's a $19 million dead money cap hit. This is probably Robbie Anderson's last game as a Jet. Um, you're going into Buffalo, a team that knows that they have to play well to get this division title. But I think the, uh, I, I think, I think the Pats will take care of business, although that line is absurdly large at 16.5 over the Dolphins to have played better in the second half of the season. I think Sam Darnold puts up a good performance. The Jets are actually one-point favorites on the road. Yes, Dad, you heard that correctly. Um, makes no sense, my dad says. All, all, you know, pessimistic Jet fan to the end. Um, but this is a Jets team that's found a little bit of a groove. And if the defense plays well, you can stop Buffalo on the periphery and force them to do things over the middle and test these weak linebackers. But they're banking on the Jets playing well offensively, finding their targets with Crowder, Bell, Montgomery, Powell, and on down the line, Vincent Smith, guy nobody's heard of. Um, but I just don't know what you'll get out of Le'Veon Bell. And I think the Panthers going to demolish Miami late, but I don't think 16.5 is a reasonable line on that. I think that takes care of this division, but I don't know where else we go from here. Yeah, well, isn't the division already secured after last week's uh, win? Uh, you may be right. Yeah, so for the Bills, for the reports I've seen is that uh, Josh Allen will only play the first half for Buffalo. Yes, today. yep, you are correct, uh, yeah. 
And so I think that's where the line comes in, where the Jets are favored at Buffalo. Uh, I think the Jets get the win uh, in large part because of that. The Bills, the, the starters won't will last the whole game. That's right. This is a completely well. meaningless game seeding-wise. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and the Jets, have, you know, so in that sense, they have more to play for at this point. Um, to finish out the year on a high note, head into the offseason with some momentum, and Adam Gase continue to, even though he's got the, the vote of confidence, continue to, you know, coach for his job in a sense. So uh, I think the Jets uh, probably get a win in Buffalo today with the, with the Bills taking it a little bit easy uh, with nothing on the line for them. And There's your explanation, Dale. That's, that's that's why this line is the way that it is. All right, so let's look at this other uh, scenario. The Ravens have clinched everything, deservedly so. Um, absolutely put on a sensational performance last week to do so. That that team is so good and so high-powered. So now you look at this Titans team. And, you know, Philly, t- sorry, uh, Pittsburgh to me, looking at that game last week, watching it when the Jets beat them. Delvin Hodges was great, but not good enough. And you lose Mason Rudolph. You have a banged-up Juju Smith-Schuster. You have other guys banged up. You're going without Connor. Um, this is a game that Tennessee, who should just waltz in there at 425 and beat a Houston team that has kind of, sort of, nothing to play for. And... I just think, you know, yes, technically they're playing for seeding, but you're you're going to have Deshaun Watson not playing. You're going to have DeAndre Hopkins not playing. Um, to me, this is a game Tennessee should win. Tennessee controls its own destiny. I think Tennessee gets in and becomes the sixth seed. Um, they're better than Houston's backups, and Ryan Tannehill has been reborn in Tennessee, which is not a statement I would have said at the start of the year. Yeah, I think uh, each of those teams win. I think the Steelers and the Titans uh, that will get the Titans in. It's uh, amazing, you know that that line is ballooned now that Deshaun Watson not playing. Titans are favored by seven and a half on the road, which means they'd be thirteen and a half point favorites uh, at home against Houston, which seems even for a week seventeen where the Texans will be sitting, guys, seems like a lot. But I think Titans win. The one the concern with Tennessee going up even against Texans backups is that they always find a way to, to lose these type of games. Uh, there's a reason why they've been the well, first team left out of the playoffs three straight years in the AFC. They had a chance to lock up their spot in even the division two weeks ago, and they lost at home to the second team. So they always find a way to, to come up small in the, the biggest moments, which as a Vikings fan, I can certainly, uh, uh, I guess, well, I wouldn't say appreciate, but certainly can relate to. Uh, so that's the concern. Now, you know, they had their chance two weeks ago at home, and they couldn't win. Now you go on the road to Houston. But when you go up against the backup quarterback in Houston and a bad offensive line and uh, still no J.J. Watt, and that defense isn't, uh, you know, hasn't been all that great this year. Certainly a game that the Titans should win with uh, everything on the line for them, and the Texans have nothing to play for. And the Steelers, uh, they go up against uh, RG3 in Baltimore, and the Ravens have everything locked up. I always look for the more desperate team, and then certainly Pittsburgh needing to get a win to get into the playoffs. The Ravens have nothing on the line. They're resting all their starters. So even with uh, Duck Hodges and how poorly he played last week, I think Pittsburgh finds a way to get, uh, get a win. They're just going to need some help. Uh, from from Houston, and, and I don't think they'll get it. And sorry, Raider fans, uh, your scenario is not going to pay off. I'm sorry, just 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 apologies. And that brings us to tonight and Seattle, San Francisco. You're obviously rooting uh, for San Francisco here, so that you can face Seattle next week. To me, I thought we were going towards a Baltimore San Francisco Super Bowl. Now I think we're going towards a Baltimore New Orleans Super Bowl. I've got a bunch of Packer fan friends who are like, hold on a second, you're forgetting about us. But for my money, 
I think that because this game is in Seattle, Seattle wins tonight, but San Francisco is the better team in the playoffs. I agree. San Francisco is certainly the better team and um, will do more in the postseason. Uh, as Vikings fans, you have to root for Seattle tonight because then that would make them the three seed and the Vikings would go there, which is the better matchup. So maybe it's, it's you know it's, that will be my uh, certainly my rooting interest. But the Niners, you look at the Seattle team and, and the home field for them isn't quite what it used to be, but still a tough place to go. But you know the Seahawks are down their top three running backs and they have to pull in Marshawn Lynch who hasn't played in a year and a half and they're down their left tackle uh, going up against uh, Joey Bosa and the six first round draft picks in the front seven of San Francisco. Um, on paper, I just think it's a bad matchup for the Seahawks. If this was in San Francisco, I think it, it would be uh, an easy Niners win. The only concern is the fact that San Francisco's on the road. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Russell Wilson is great in prime time, great in December, great in these big games. But um, just with the situation that the Seahawks are in right now, where it's a team that is so dependent on the running game, and they're going to have to rely on Marshawn Lynch playing, uh, you know, coming off the couch and playing for the first time in uh, over 12 months. Uh, I think San Francisco gets the win tonight, locks up the division, and therefore the one seed because they still have, a, you know, that's a big difference. They still have a lot to play for uh, tonight in Seattle. A ton to play for, and seeding is going to be essential because New Orleans is a way different team outside than they are inside. And if you're a Packer fan, obviously you want as many games as Lambeau as possible because the Saints are a different team outside than they are inside. Are you aware of what today means for the Vikings? Uh, in what sense? No, I guess not. You are, you are not aware of this. So the Vikings need to score points today, and I'm just curious as a fan how you feel about this. Dan Bailey has made 92% of his <laughs> field goals this season. He earns a $1 million incentive per Adam Schefter if he stays at about the 90% threshold. If, if it drops to 87.5 to 90, it's three-quarters of a million. And if he's between 84 and 87.5%, it's half a million. This is a big day for Dan Bailey and either his family, himself, or some charity. Yeah, I thought that's the, the direction you were going in. For a lot of guys across the league trying to hit those bonuses. And for the Vikings, you also have Daniil Hunter, who uh, is not expected to play. He has a bonus uh, for 15 sacks. He's at 14 and a half right now. So uh, there's thoughts that the Vikings may be uh, good guys and give him the bonus anyways, but they're also really tight against the salary cap, and those bonuses uh, still do count towards the cap situation. So uh, they, they may not be nice guys and have to sit Hunter so that he can't hit that bonus and not give him that money. So that's... Uh, yeah, Dan Bailey's got his field goal percentage goal to hit today, and uh, a lot of guys across the league have those goals, and that's where you see the business side where uh, in these meaningless games, some guys may not get as much run as usual because you try to limit them from hitting those incentives or those goals so that teams have to pay out more. Including Teddy Bridgewater, who needs one pass for a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sure he'll get that. Uh, it depends how long Drew Brees is going to go. Yeah, I think they take care of business, and... Uh, yeah, we'll see. Hey, that may be a situation where they'll keep him on the sidelines just to avoid that. Yes, yes. Or does he dare go up to Sean Payton and is like, uh, remember that I'm supposed to get this money? <laughs> what? You know, some teams will be nice about it, but others in, in, in tight situations can't afford to. Here's my thing. Maybe they'll do what the Yankees did with CC Sabathia and still get him his his uh, bonus. Even though, you know, if you remember, Sabathia got ejected, and right. that's why he wasn't able to get his bonus. And then the Yankees still worked it out so he could get it because they felt bad. 
yeah, certain teams will do that. Um, but uh, for certain guys, that's the motivation today, even if their team's not in it and they got the money to play for. Yes. Dad, I'm not sure any Jets have any money to play for. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Uh, Are you ready to move to Saturday for two weeks? I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Playoff time. That's right. You'll be nervous. You're going to be very nervous on these next two shows. <laughs> or you'll be nervous and then just depressed on the second show. Well, I think I think that's going to happen even before the game starts. I mean, or if you yeah. end up on Sunday, actually, you might be not depressed because you'll be depressed just on Sunday and nervous and just relax on Saturday. Yeah. Well, you know, let's just have them play the first game on Saturday and rip the Band-Aid off. How how badly do you wish your Vikings could uh, could get Travis N- Travis NTN on their team just for the playoffs? Well, you know, if Dalvin Cook's healthy, I think they'll be okay. I'd I, probably rather have Trevor Lawrence at this point than yeah, replace uh, Kirk Cousins. What a performance by Clemson last night! Even though you did get the benefit of of that horrible catch fumble call, which I have no idea how that's a fumble. I they judge things by real speed now. Since when? I yeah, thought, you know, I thought it was bang bang. I thought it was close, but I think the bigger concern is the fact that they called it one way on the field and then we're still able to overturn it. I think that's the bigger debate than whether it was truly a fumble or not. Welcome to pass interference in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> in two different thresholds. Your game of the day, Luke. That's uh, got to be Sunday Night Football with the uh, Seahawks uh, Niners. I am with you there. Um, your sleeper game. Um. Well, good question. I mean, I think we covered everything. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess I, I guess I would say. I don't know. I guess I would say Browns Bengals. Freddie Kitchens may be out of a job afterwards. And Bengals uh, locked up the one seed, but let's see how motivated they are. I had the same. I had the exact same thought. I want to see if Odell Beckham breaks down and, and has a meltdown. Yeah. Um, all right, the, 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 the game to watch golf during, this is the one week where there's no golf. We've got some wonderful contenders, Falcons, Bucks. Um, we've got uh, Cardinals, Rams. We've got that Raider-Bronco game that I think is just awful. Um, Browns-Bengals, obviously. Um, Chargers-Chiefs. Chiefs playing for a lot. Chargers are not very good at this point. Where where are you putting your money to watch, I don't know, made-for-TV golf on Golf Channel recaps from something that took place in 1972 instead of uh, watching football? Yeah, any of the games that haven't been mentioned, I would say, but I guess the worst of them for me may be uh, Jaguars-Colts, uh, the way the Jags are playing, and even the Colts, the way that they fizzled here at the end of the year. Uh, nothing on the line for those two teams except, I guess, Doug Marone's job. It's just uh, that'll be a tough watch. Or actually, Doug Marone's job may be done because he's been told he's being let go. So, yeah, which is odd. After you know, when they let Coughlin go and they said they're not going to make any changes to head coach and uh, GM, and then they changed their mind a week later. I'm I'm confused about what Shad Khan actually wants. Yeah, and I think he is too. And the Khan family now—they started up a wrestling uh, a wrestling company and he's getting sued over in london so they got a lot of things going on right now that ownership oh that's not good for anyone um all right and your person or player to watch today hey maybe dan bailey trying to kick his way to that bonus but uh, <laughs> I, you know i'll go chalk as always and say you know tomorrow's black monday so all, all the coaches 
who may be coaching their final game, like Jason Garrett and Doug Marone and Freddie Kitchens and maybe Pat Shermer, uh, coaches that are trying to save their jobs or just see how they do with one final game where maybe they're playing with house money. Jason Garrett will be the next giant head coach. I firmly believe Ian Rappaport's report on that from a couple weeks I, ago. I feel bad for Giants fans, though. Yes, I would definitely feel bad for Giant fan. Um, Sam Darnold, uh, what do they do with Sam Darnold today? Does David Fales get to come in and play? Do you send Darnold out a winner today? Um, and then Eli Manning, does Eli get to come in and take one last snap? So those are the, the, the two uh, New York quarterbacks are what I'm um, most interested in seeing. Yeah. We'll find out. And on that note, Luke, uh, have fun today from your anonymous location, and uh, we will see you next Saturday. Looking forward to it. Have a great football Sunday, everybody.